0: Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Lime Tree Refinery closes gates, lay off more than 200. Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Gaston Brown joins world leaders at crucial UN General Assembly. Regional trade unions reject Liette offer. Cuba TV uses digital broadcast equipment donated by China. Biden urged to halt planned deportation of Haitians. And St. Martin's MP Gums proposes an end to Parliament's membership to ParLatino. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, September 20th. We start our report today in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands source reports that the Lime Tree Bay refining on St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, on Friday laid off more than 200 employees, three months after the company had announced it would suspend its plans to restart the refinery, resulting in a workforce reduction, the company said in a news release. It is a sad day today as we say goodbye to the dedicated men and women who worked so hard to restart the refinery, said Jeff Rinker. Lime Tree Bay's CEO. Restarting the refinery after being idle for almost a decade was a tremendous challenge that this team approached with professionalism and energy. While the outcome was not what we had hoped for or intended, I remain deeply grateful for their efforts and we remain hopeful that the refinery will restart at some future date under new ownership. A small number of employees and contractor personnel will remain. Remain at the refinery to continue preparing the site for the extended shutdown which includes safely purging gases and removing any residual oil and products from the pipes and equipment in addition several other refinery workers have been able to secure employment at the neighboring lime tree bay terminal the news release said the company is in bankruptcy court seeking a buyer for the facility as it works with an advisors to review potential strategic alternatives for the refinery. Antigua Newsroom reports that Antigua and Barbuda will be playing a pivotal role in a number of crucial meetings this week that form part of the 76th United Nations General Assembly, which opened in New York. Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister, the Honorable Gaston Brown, will not be in New York and has determined that it is best, for reasons related to the pandemic, to join the meeting virtually. Leaders will seek to escalate the global response to the crisis, which has had a particularly debilitating impact on small and developing states like Antigua and Barbuda. UN Secretary General H.E. Antonio Guterres has convened a Sustainable Development Goals Moment and Assembly of World Leaders today, Monday, September 20th, to reflect on the progress of the ambitious 17-point plan geared at addressing some of the most critical needs facing countries around the world. Prime Minister Brown will be in attendance at this important gathering and will be making a special presentation on the progress the Twin Island Nations has made on its Sustainable Development Goals during the pandemic. A packed agenda is in place for the entire week, including a meeting on Wednesday at which the Alliance of Small Island States currently chaired by Antigua and Barbuda will figure prominently. The Alliance of Small Island State Leaders Declaration will be presented to the body of nations for adoption and Prime Minister Brown will chair this meeting, the first in seven years that the leadership of the Alliance has been convened. Prime Minister Brown is also down to represent Antigua and Barbuda at the Food Systems Summit on Thursday and a high-level dialogue on energy on Friday. The country's prime minister will deliver Antigua and Barbuda's national statement on Saturday, September 25th, around 3.30 p.m. during the U.N. General Assembly's general debate. He will be joined by Antigua and Barbuda's permanent representative to the United Nations, H.E. Dr. Walter Webson, Ambassador Webson, will be attending in person. This year's U.N. General Assembly is being held under the theme Building Resilience Through Hope and is being chaired by the Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Maldives, His Excellency Abdullah Shaheed. Nation News Barbados reports that regional trade unions representing former employees of the cash-strapped regional airline Liat says they rejected the latest offer by Caribbean shareholder governments to meet their financial obligations to the laid-off workers. The airline laid off an estimated 90% of its staff last year as part of a restructuring exercise and resumed operations on a much smaller scale. President of the Waterfront and Allied Workers Union, Donald Roll, said that the regional unions are united in seeking the millions of dollars owed to workers and have rejected the latest offer from the shareholder governments. The offer on the table, which is to pay Liat workers 50% on their redundancy pay, and there is a component that involves compensation by issuing of lands and bonds. But the unions around the Caribbean have sort of rejected that in its entirety. But we are in negotiations with the governments. We have a position and it is now we are at the opposite ends of the table, Roll said. In June last year, the shareholder governments acknowledged that the Antigua-based Liat-owned estimated EC. $94 94 million in severance and holiday payment to its staff but the court appointed administrator Cleveland Seafort has already indicated that the company would be unable to meet that payment he said emanating from the latest round of talks among the unions the consensus is that we are demanding the 100% from the union standpoint and perspective i'm very hopeful But that doesn't make it a reality, Roll said. The airline is owned by the governments of Antigua and Barbuda, Barbados, Dominica and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Last year, Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown said that a decision had been taken that it would allow Barbados and St. Vincent and the Grenadines to turn over their shares in Liat to Antigua and Barbuda for one EC dollar. Earlier this month, Prime Minister Gaston, speaking on a radio program in Antigua said that Liat under administration had returned an operational profit for the months of July and August, and that there is also evidence that a leaner, more efficient Liat can be profitable. BahamaNews.net reports that Darwin Fraguilla, a 42-year-old engineer from Havana, supervises on-air broadcast signals and transmits outputs at a brand-new monitor control room donated by China to Cuban State TV. He was always busy finding solutions to any on-air problems that might arise during the broadcast of five different channels operated from his position. But now, the new digital technology provided by China has, for the first time, equipped Cuba with a master control room with the capacity to transmit signals of 12 TV channels in unison if required. Additionally, the digital equipment donation from the Chinese government included two high-definition. Studios. Roselle Gonzalez, a senior official at the Cuba TV, told the New China News Agency that the technology will help the island expand digital TV with Chinese standards. For the installment of technology, Cuban technicians received training from Chinese experts. Cuban Broadcasting Services updated their technical infrastructure amid the COVID-19 pandemic and tightening of the six-decade U.S. economy commercial and financial embargo against the Caribbean nation. Digital television rolled out in Cuba kicked off in 2013, with converter boxes donated by the Chinese government being part of the first test in the country's capital of Havana. At present, there are more than 40 municipal, provincial, and national TV stations in Cuba broadcasting via analog and digital signals. Digital and high-definition TV signals, respectively, cover more than 70 percent and 40 percent of the island's territory. As reported in Barbados today, a senior Haitian American Democrat legislature is urging United States President Joe Biden to halt the planned deportation of Haitian migrants from southern Texas. The Biden administration said on Saturday that it would begin deporting thousands of Haitians who have migrated to the southern border in the past week after illegally entering the U.S., overwhelming the southern Texas town of Del Rio. I'm requesting that the president halt the planned expulsion of tens of thousands of Haitian immigrants from the Texas Bridge. New York State Assembly member Rodisi boucher hermeline a daughter of Haitian immigrants, told the Caribbean Media Corporation on Saturday evening. The representative for the 42nd Assembly District in Brooklyn pointed to Haiti's challenge including earthquake a few weeks ago. On the heels of the July 7 assassination of President Jovenel Moise, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security said in a statement on Saturday that it was immediately implementing a new comprehensive strategy to address the increase in migrant encounters in the Del Rio sector of South Texas. It said that within the next 24 to 48 hours, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency will send 400 agents and officers to the Del Rio sector to improve control of the area and additional staff would be sent if needed. The DHS said it will secure additional transportation to accelerate the pace and increase the capacity of removal flights to Haiti and other destinations in the hemisphere within the next 72 hours. The White House has directed appropriate U.S. agencies to work with the Haitian and other regional governments to provide assistance and support to returnees, the DHS said. It said the majority of Haitian migrants continue to be expelled under the Atlanta, Georgia-based Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Title 42 authority. Those who cannot be expelled under Title 42 and do not have a legal basis to remain will be placed in expedited removal proceedings, said the DHS, stating that it is conducting regular expulsions and removal flights to Haiti, Mexico, Ecuador, and Northern Triangle countries. The Biden administration has reiterated that our borders are not open and people should not make the dangerous journey, the statement said. Individuals and families are subject to border restrictions, including expulsion. And finally, St. Martin's Island Times report that Party for Progress leader and member of parliament, Melissa Gums, on Friday, submitted a proposal to parliament that would end the body's membership to the Latin America parliament, Parlatino. Parliament and by extension, the country and the people of St. Martin spend 30,000 US dollars in annual membership fees plus travel budget, However, after nearly 11 years as a member, there has not been a measurable return on this investment with regards to collaboration opportunities with other Parlatino member countries, MP Gums said on Sunday. Although Parliament is considering slashing the Parlatino travel budget in half by limiting the number of MPs that would attend session, MP GUMS believes that the country should instead use these substantial resources to make dedicated and strategic attempts at developing diplomatic relations. Within the region. For example, MP Gums proposes that funds could be used to restart the collaborative meetings with the Territorial Council of the Collective de Saint Martin, with the ultimate goal of establishing working groups between Parliament's permanent committees and the committees of the Territorial Council. While Parliament and the Territorial Council held a meeting in 2013, there has been no follow-up in eight years. Though many public sector areas are managed by the French state, there are several key areas under local management, such as taxes, said MP Gums. Parliament could also use these resources to host more consultative meetings between the parliaments of St. Martin, Aruba and Curacao. MP Gums also noted that parliament, Parliament would be better served by joining the parliamentary assemblies of the Caribbean Community, CARICOM, and the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States, (OECS). However, for this to happen, Government of St. Martin would first have to sign on the country to become an associate member of these bodies. In that regard, MP Gumbs urges the government to clarify its status and position on pursuing these connections. St. Bart, St. Kitts and Nevis, and Anguilla are also potential doorways that we will be able to access if we take the approach outline. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, September 20th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.